Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the SU Report podcast again for another week. We are up to round 11 this week, a couple of weeks till the buys, and some huge news going around this week, so plenty to talk about as always. And you have Nick here and Wenin on the other end. Mate, good to have you back this week after a, a week in reserves last week, and it seems to have done wonders for you. Yeah, well-deserved, mate. I need to get sent back uh, to second-grade footy just to... Um, Pick up some form, get my confidence back, and um, yeah, it's it's nice to uh, have been caught up podcast this week. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Big score for you on the weekend as well, 12.50 up into the top 2,000. And, mate, more importantly, as far as I'm concerned, you've taken over banner duties for the last few weeks, and it's back. The power the, of the banner is back. <laughs> the banner is back. After getting absolutely smashed over the... Uh, Probably about the first month or so, mate, we just got absolutely hammered. But the past few weeks, we've had Brooks, CO, Masterson to power. And uh, none of those guys have scored over 50 points. So well below all their averages. So, yeah, really happy with that. Beautiful. Can you give the listeners a hint as to who you'll be targeting this week? No, I haven't finalised yet. I'll be uh, I'll be waiting until I finish the Wenin's Wonderings um, and uh, also... I like to be I like to be a little bit mean with it as well, and see who's the the most traded in player as well, and then, and then see if there's any any issues with that. But yeah, try to have a little bit of fun as well. Good stuff. Yeah, like we said, big score for you, twelve fifty this week, back up into the top nineteen hundred. So you must be pretty happy with that. I am, mate. Um, I was four hundredth or so, probably about six weeks ago, and fell. All the way to um, close to four thousand last week, but jumped right up uh, into the back into the two thousands. And what about yourself? You've been going from well, you've gone from deleting your team to um, being the number one out of all of us. So you're uh, you're having an okay season. Yeah, a little bit like you. I'm sort of if you look at my ranking, it's basically where it was five weeks ago. Um, dropped back a little, but I've managed to fight back a bit. So. I'm just inside the top 1,700, uh, and I'm, I think I'm literally 20 points or less ahead of you. So it's still very close up there. Round 13, we'll sort out the men from the boys, I think. And then, mate, I think round 17 is going to really be the one that sorts people out. Yeah, 13 is shaping up for me to be pretty good, but 17 is going to be a nightmare, particularly, um, you know, it just, it just seems like the majority of the guns are playing, 17, are playing 13. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough round, but... We'll, uh, we've got, obviously got that super trade week in between to, to make things happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wilfred and Joe uh, are sitting in the 2000s, so they are going along quite well. Uh, and our league, Young Legends, is top 60 overall. But if you just take 20-man leagues, I think we're about 22nd overall. And there's a lot of SC talk 
uh, 20 man leagues in that top 20 or 30 as well. So it looks like everyone's doing very well. So keep it up, keep pushing over the next couple of months, and then um, we can just ride the wave through to the finish. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's been a big news week this week, hasn't it? In particular, two two items, I suppose, particularly Supercoach relevant, aren't they? Yeah, Cam Smith. What a shock that was, hey? Mm. Um, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously something he's been thinking about for a while. Um, not sure why it didn't happen last year. I guess the body was feeling pretty good. And, yeah, he has definitely been down this year and his Supercoach output's been as low as it has been has been since I can remember, really, and uh, it's probably the right call. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's surprising, though. Uh, I've read a couple of things that sort of said that he knew that this, he was going to make this call last year, so a few people questioning why it's taken him this long. Maybe he just backed himself to, you know, to push through it, but, yeah, I, I don't have the answers for you. Yeah. Now, he's left Queensland in a little bit of a lurch there, so it'll be interesting to see what they do kicking-wise, hooker-wise, halves-wise, utility-wise. Plenty up in the air, which we'll hopefully get answers on uh, over the next couple of weeks. And then, mate, something that you picked up and sent through to us, uh, Warriors players, round 16. I didn't realise this, but they're going over to the States to play a test against England, are they? Yeah, the Kiwis are playing Denver, uh, playing uh, England in Denver, and uh, all the Warriors players that will be playing for for New Zealand have been ruled out by Kearney, uh, so they won't back up. So I think it's just a... A few day turnaround, and you know, you've got to be uh, thinking that the likes of Burgess and uh, James Graham and Gareth Whittock will also be ruled out as well. Yeah, that's interesting. So there could be there could be a lot of players. Whittock and Burgess, like you say, would be the other key ones. Apart from SJ and Co, um, could miss sixteen. At least um, Whittock and the Warriors players do play seventeen, so you'll have them back. But you could be without Sammy Burgess and Co for a couple of weeks. So hopefully. We get a bit more information from a few more coaches uh, uh, from the Australian sides uh, again in the next couple of weeks on that one. few injuries to talk about this week. Uh, not particularly too many. A few from the Broncos with Bird, Alex Glenn and Payne Haas all out. Etaniela Pasaka uh, from Manly injured his ankle and he's out as well. And then a few guys in doubt with DeBellin, Ben Hunt, and Tal Malolo potentially uh, in doubt for the Cowboys game this week. So not as many injuries this week as in prior weeks, is there? No, I think Tal Malolo uh, trained today. So the mail is that he'll play. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit nervous for, for owners, for non-owners. Um, hopefully that he doesn't get through. So, uh, yeah, he, he looks, but it, it seems to be a relatively quiet week on the, the injury front. Yeah, definitely. While we're talking Tamalolo, we might just do captains quickly. Obviously, Tamalolo would have been an option. Uh, Fafida, potentially an option, but Gallon back this week. Uh, so I'm going to be looking at some of my Knights players up against the Titans, I think, as my captain options this week. Yeah, so that's a great... I mean, in the uh, the wonderings which will come out tomorrow or, uh, or Friday, I've basically just said, mate, that it's money for jam if you're uh, playing the Titans. So... Just to give you a bit of a rundown of how many points they're conceded this year. So hooker, seventh. Front row forward, seventh. Second row forward, third. Halfback first. Five-eight first. Center wing, third. And fullback first. So pretty much if you're, you've got a backline Knights player this week, um, so that's a Ponga, that's a Watson, even a Lamb. But those guys are going to, well, going by what we've, they've produced so far this season, they're going to have big weeks. And Ponga, for me, stands out as a captain or a VC, and, and particularly, I think, for a VC option because 
if you have a look at the earlier games, you've got the likes of um, uh, just running through. So we've got the Panthers and Tigers. We've got the Eels and Warriors and then Broncos and, and the Roosters. So apart from the Broncos and Roosters game, there's no real standout vice-captain option. And the Broncos game, you've got Milford, but he's been absolutely shocking this year. And um, I know you and I have been riding that wave over the past couple of weeks. It hasn't come off. Um, you got Ryan Madison in that game too, and the Broncos, I think, conceded the fourth most amount of points to second-row forwards so far this year. So he's, he's someone that I'm seriously considering from a VC option. But your next game is then the Gold Coast Titans versus the Knights. So, yeah, I think you're, you're pretty well loaded up and set there, mate, with Ponga. Yeah, I think so too. I'll probably I'll probably chuck the VC on Latrell, I think, um, up against a weakened Broncos side in pretty good form last couple of weeks. Uh, see how he goes. But, yeah, I think Ponga... Pong is the one there, and I'm going to bring in Connor Watson. We can talk about that later, but I'm going to bring in him this week as well, hoping for a good score against the Titans. The other player probably mm. worth to note, mate, is uh, is Pangai as well for the Broncos, mm. coming up against the Roosters. So we know how weak they are with the middle forwards and edge forwards. So he's uh, obviously moved to the edge this week, and that can mean bigger minutes as well, and uh, he could go huge. And I think I was there at the game uh, it might have been round three. I think it was when they played the Cowboys and he scored the try and uh, just missed another one. And then that's that's where the oh, – I can't remember who it was, but someone ran into the uh, the goalpost. Uh, JT yes. nearly put straight yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that could have been a 100-plus game for Pangai. And he's going to play a lot more minutes than that on Friday, you'd think. So he's another VC option too. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's look at some of the team news this week, just very briefly, because people probably have read it by now. Uh, Cleary returns for the Panthers. Kickow in that same game pushed back to the bench with that return of Cleary, which is unfortunate. Mahe Fanua, again in the same game, dropped because of disciplinary reasons, which is not ideal. Uh, Sean Johnson out again, and he'll be out till after the bye, it looks like. So, just before we move on, mate, if you're a Sean Johnson owner, what do you do? So he misses – he's likely not going to be returning before the buy. Then he misses round 16. Do you hold him or does he trade out? I think he's a sell. So he's going yeah. to miss 11, 12, 13, and 16. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, mate. I think uh, – I don't own him, but if I did, I'd, I, you know, people have been holding him this long and he's he is definitely the player in the halves that you want for the run home, but – yeah, he's just uh, – that's a lot of money to be sitting on the bench for that period of time. Yeah, definitely. I think he's like Nathan Brown a few weeks ago, you know. We held and held and held, and it just came to a point where you just had to cut the cord and get rid of him. Yeah. Manu Ma'u is into lock. Uh, Pangai Jr., like you said, is into the edge. Jai Arrow's back after only a week out. Uh, not ideal for people like myself who sold him, but good for people who held him. Cam Smith's obviously suspended, and Paul Gallen looks likely to return this week. So a few, it's been an interesting week this week, I think. A few bits of news there, obviously. Kakao, Fanua, and probably Smith are the three biggest things, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not too concerned about Kakao and Fanua because any real, any serious players will have both of them. Um, so that's not too concerning. I mean, um, all series players, bar Wilford, um, I've got no idea why he ju- didn't jump on the Fanuan bandwagon last week, but he didn't. Um, but the rest of it looks pretty interesting to me. Like, Mao at lock is extremely interesting from a round 13 perspective. Um, you know, if he starts to play 80 minutes from there, then, you know, that could really, really increase his output. Yeah, no, definitely. He's been one 
that I've been watching as well. There's a couple of other uh, Parramatta guys who we'll talk about soon. Uh, we will, that's the teams basically, that's that's that part of the podcast done. We'll jump into the main part where we talk about our buy, sell, hold options for the week. Uh, we'll just take a, a quick message from our sponsor and we'll be straight back in a moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, let's do a buy, sell, hold, mate. And why don't you talk us through some of the trade-in options who you think are really good this week? Well, I don't think we need to spend too much time on the most traded player, which is Reese Martin. He looks like a fantastic cash cow. So over uh, 17,000 people are trading him this week. So that's a no-brainer for me. Yourself, Nick? Yes, yep, got him. Only thing that's annoying is he's not dual. And for some reason, I have no jewels in my front row. Uh, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm I've got same. no flexibility there at all, which is very annoying. Yeah, on the reverse, I've got a couple of guys in my front row who I want to trade out, but I don't have any dual position sitting in my second row to, say, um, yeah, that, a, a yeah, Nichols. Yeah, same. That was what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, so that's very annoying. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be probably moving Kenner onto Martin via Orbison this week, uh, and they're quite lucky that I do have Orbo there. Otherwise, I'd be relatively stuffed. Yeah, I'm going to sell Orbo this week. I don't know why I listened to you guys and brought him in a few weeks ago. Um, he Look, he might get some minutes in round 13, but he's useless, and I'm selling him for Reese Martin this week. Is, is uh, having a shocking uh, super coach and the move to the centres has not done him any good at all. I know he was unlucky to not have a try last yeah. week. I think he just dropped it. He will play big minutes in, in 13, uh, hopefully in the in the forwards with coordinate going um to, to play for New South Wales, but you know we haven't got the, the 35, even 40-point games that we're expecting, so he's been a flop for sure. Yep, definitely. Who's your who's your number two? Um, I mean, we've got the list here of, of popular buyers for Feeder, Brimson, Watson, DCE, Madison, Widop, Coruscant. People are still buying Fenua for some reason, and Crichton. But who is your sort of two number two and three target for the week? I don't know. I think it's a really difficult week of trading because there's guys that I want, um, like a Gareth Whittock and, and stuff like that. But I, you know, there's no point getting him now with the buy coming up, and then also that potential round sixteen, another buy if we want to call it that too. So I'm probably going to avoid. I mean, I'll definitely be bringing in Reese Martin this week, and it's really a question of to whether I make that second trade. I'd say that. If you don't own Andrew Fafida, he looks pretty good, but he is at max price, and you've also got Gallon coming in. Uh, I know you bring in Connor Watson, but I kind of think you've missed that boat. 
He's what 420k now. I mean, I know that he's playing the Titans this week, but what what's your thought there? Because obviously, you don't consider him to be a keeper. No, my plan there is to utilize him this week. Obviously, without Fenua and Smith, and I'm going to leave Kakao out on my side. So. Uh, I'm going to utilise Watson this week, uh, and then I'm going to hold him through the buy, and then my plan is to turn him into Widop uh, after that buy. Yeah, okay. And I guess DCE, he's somebody that I wouldn't be targeting. I mean, I've owned him since I traded uh, I traded Widop to him, made a good solid 250-odd K out of that, uh, but he's been extremely painful to own. And yes, he played well against the Broncos, but... He, uh, you know, he might lose the goal kicking duties now with Hodkinson coming into the manly side, which is quite concerning. So, I wouldn't be trading him in. And then, if you look at around the other halves options, it's it's pretty rubbish, isn't it? Don't you think? Like we've got um, Walker and and Reynolds uh, at South, and Reynolds has been performing really well. I think he's averaged seventy points per game over the past three weeks. But can we really trust his body to stand up? I know that you're not a fan. No, and that's why I'm going Watson because. I think that Riley Jacks, he's the most sold player this week, and he's got to go with that HIA-affected score last week. He's bleeding cash, doesn't play 13. So I need to move him on, um, and that's why I'm going Watson. Uh, I'm not a fan of Reynolds, like you say, very injury-prone. Um, I just don't think he's particularly SC-relevant. And then Walker was the other one who I was looking at, but scored like 14 or 15 or something last week, and... I mean, imagine if he did that in round 13. Imagine how pissed off you'd be. I know he's been very consistent so far this year, but I'm going to go for the slightly uh, cheaper play, Watson, there. Hopefully, uh, bank some cash, which will allow me to upgrade Watson post-buys. I did look at DCE as well, but like you said, Hawkinson coming on could impact the kicking, and there's still a chance DCE plays for Queensland as well. So they were the two reasons why I stayed away from him uh, and why I'm going to give Watson a run, something that I've looked at for each of the last probably two weeks, and I should have pulled the trigger earlier, but I'm just going to suck it up and do it now. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. I should have gone to Watson um, you know, the last couple of weeks, went to Fitzy over him, which wasn't a bad move at all. But uh, you know, Watson, I think, has increased by 60-odd K last week alone and just going to keep on ongoing. Um, agree with everything you've said on the South, guys. I'm still the chance of picking up Walker just because of how consistent he's been and and he's I think he's more, a lot more durable than Reynolds, although Reynolds does have the goal kicking. Um, I guess it's for that reason that people seem to be going a week early on Brimson. Uh, so he's the, the young Titans half at 160k. A dual position player as well. So it kind of makes sense that, that well, it kind of explains why he's so highly purchased this week with, as you said, Jack's splitting cash. But as a Jack's owner, I'm still comfortable to lose a little bit of cash on Jack's this week um, just for security of, of uh, Brimson being guaranteed to play that third game. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be bringing Brimson in this week. Uh, I didn't see the game against the Storm, but from all reports, he actually looked pretty good. Uh, 30 points, basically all in base, had... No scoring, no create at all. So I'll be looking at him next week as an option to get Croker um, the hell out of my side. Obviously doesn't play 13, but still an option there for 17 and to hopefully make some cash along the way. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the boat of waiting for your third game on these sort of guys, especially these rookie halves. Again, I'm, I'm not going to claim to know a lot about him, but he's only a little fella and... 
I mean, you know, could very well get injured at any time as well. Yeah, and I mean, I don't don't mind the move of Watson, but I'm just conscious of the trades too. So I think you've maybe saved one or two trades uh, ahead of me, but I think I've made two trades every week. And uh, oh, guys, you, how many have you got left? Twenty, I think. Before this week. Yeah. Yeah, I've got twenty three before this week. Yeah, so you've got a little bit more flexibility in terms of what trades uh, you can make, whereas the guys that I'm bringing in now, I can't really afford to be trading in and out. So that's that's I know that we discussed about a couple of second row and front row forward keeper options that I'm, I'm looking at as well. Um, and that's probably the reason why I won't be bringing Watson in because the, the guys that I'm going to be bringing to my halves apart from Brimson next week will be guys that I hopefully will have for the rest of the year. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Madison's still a very popular buy this week. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's too late to get him with that flexibility in that round 11. Like you say, he could get a score this week. Uh, Coruscant, I mean, what's the latest on the New South Wales hooker position? It, it's between Coruscant and Cook, basically, isn't it, as far as I'm aware? Or is, yeah. it, is there someone I'm missing? I think Cook's got it in the bag, mate. Yeah, okay. All right, well... Yeah. Coruscant could be an option there. Uh, I'd say a few people are trading out Smith for Coruscant, um, which is it's going to make you 50k. Probably the way Smithy's playing, you're not going to lose a lot of points in that trade, are you? No, I think yeah, but I mean that was obviously a much more desirable trade when Smith was going to miss uh, multiple games plus Origin. But now that he's going to be playing 17, um, it, it completely changes the landscape. Yep. Yep. Agreed, yeah. And Angus Crichton coming off a big score on the weekend. Uh, genuine gun, plays round 11. No problem with picking him up. A few other players that we've listed here as buys, um, which are probably a bit more interesting to talk about. Mitch mm-hmm. Barnett, 80 minutes each of the past two weeks, priced under 400k, break-even of 18. I can't do it, personally, but I think Wilford's pretty keen, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and I can understand the price is so tempting, plus a game against the Titans this week, but he scored 60-odd on the weekend, but the week before he scored within the 40s, base hovering around about 38 to 40 uh, in those 80-minute games. So I'd say he's like a, he's effectively a Fitzy with a, a, much lower, a much lower ceiling because he's not, he doesn't appear to be getting those, to be able to get the attack, same attacking stats that, that Fitzy gets. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'd be a bit concerned having two edge Newcastle Knights forwards in my side. But, yeah, he does does play the round 13. And, and we remember what he did two years ago. It was just phenomenal. But his base does seem to be a bit down from that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I won't I won't be going him. I mean, if you if you had Ponga, Watson, Barnett and Fitzgibbon in your side, that's, that's the stuff of nightmares when the Knights have a bad game. So I will... Um, I'll pass on Barnett. I, yeah, don't think he's all that good, but he's probably going to prove me wrong now. Yep. What do you think of Gutherson? We talked, Fitz and I talked about him last week. Obviously dropped a heap of price, looking like he might be bouncing back with a pretty decent score on the weekend. He's almost at 400k. Break even this week is 58. So you don't have to go this week, but he could be a pod option there for that round 13 buy. Yeah, I'm not sold yet. I mean, it, he did average uh, the high 60s last year, but that was with the goal kicking, and he doesn't have that this year. 
So he does have the break even to around about 60. So he's definitely not a buy for me this week, but someone to monitor. Um, but yeah, I'm not sold yet on him. Yeah, all right. Let's. I'd like to see him do something for a couple of weeks in a row. First. I mean, just to, just to say, I mean, if he does get that goal kicking back, then he's of massive value. But you got to remember the year before um, when he didn't have the goal kicking, he was still mediocre. It was just last year, uh, and also the Eels were a lot better in 2017 too, which which does make a big difference. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he averaged 50 in 2016, and then he averaged 67 last year. So it was a um. It was a huge season for him last year. He did average 64 in 2014, but that was only from three games. So last year is really the outlier um, in terms of a a higher average than he has otherwise um, managed to secure throughout his career. Fitzgibbon, you and I have both got him scoring very well with those attacking stats, low break even of 18. I think he's an excellent pod for the round 13 by... Yeah, I mean, I bought him last week and pretty happy, and he looks like a legitimate keeper. Yep, I agree. He's basically had two... He's had three games below 40 this year, so three poor scores, and every other score has been above 60. So he's yep. got he's got about 45 base, and then he seems to be able to get attacking stats most weeks. Well, that's his flaw, right? Uh, you're gonna, if you're getting 40 each week guaranteed... You- you're going to be pretty happy, and there's definitely the attacking stats there. Yeah, I think he's definitely worth a look. Pretty low ownership as well yeah. on Fitzy. What do you think about Burgess? I know I said preseason there was no way I was touching him this year, and it's turned out to be a, a pretty good decision this so far, although he hasn't been horrible. He's he's one who I'm probably going to want in my final team, I think, to shore up that front row spot. Um He's doing okay. He's he's not a must-have for round no, 13, I don't, I don't think, think. Yeah, I was about to say that. I definitely don't think that he is a must by any means, and he's probably not someone that I really want in my final 17. If you have a look at his scores so far this year, it's been relatively mediocre, um, bar the, the week before he um, he received that suspension. So well, so he'll, he'll miss round 16 and round 17, most likely. So, mm. yeah, I... I was pretty keen to, to pick him up this week, and he did look good. But, I mean, he played 70-odd minutes and, you know, scored mid, mid-50s. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he um, – I don't think he's quite the keeper that we have to have. Plus, you got to remember, he's owned by over 30% as well. So Really? Uh, yeah, so he's not a pod by any means. And I think he's, you know, too too highly owned for me. Yeah, and his minutes, he's been playing 71 minutes per game this season, so pretty consistent. Uh, it just is PPMs down, basically. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to sit on him, I think. I don't think he's a, a must by any means. No, so I'm going to throw, and we have already just discussed him at the top of the show, Nick, uh, but just a comparable option. Uh, so a guy that has been a buy cover for us in recent seasons of Manu Ma'au, did you know that he's priced over 600k now? I didn't know that he'd hit that mark. Um, I looked at him a couple of weeks ago. It was about 580, and I mentioned to someone on the pod, and it was either you or Fitz, maybe it was Fitz, just laughed at me, but Manumo is just charging. So the last, since round six, his scores have been 62, 71, 97, 63, and 68. And in the past three weeks, he's had base of 56, 51, and 66 for average minutes hovering around about 70. So playing lock this week, 
I mean, his base has been phenomenal. I mean, he is he a serious target? Oh, geez, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Like he's he's never averaged over sixty. He averaged fifty two last year. It's a huge PPM increase this year. So is it sustainable? I don't know, but yeah, I don't I don't think Burgess is the player he used to be, super coach wise, and I'd I'd probably take Mau over Burgess. I take Fitzgibbon over both of them, but I'd probably take Mau, I think. Yeah, it's just really interesting. Like he hasn't been getting any kind of no one's been talking him up at all, and I dare say his ownership is extremely low. And I'm just going through his his uh, scores from last year, and I can't see where he's played lock before. So we don't have any real feel about what they would do, but generally you'd expect that he's going to do a lot more work, um, you know, get through plenty of tackles, and the base has been right up there. So he's he's someone that's quite interesting to me uh, this week, and I, I think what just going to look at what his break even is. Um, His break-even is 77. Yeah, right. So you can probably just wait a week on him if you want. But, yeah, he's been one of the, if not the most, one of the, you know, as far as second-row forwards go, look, up there with the, the absolute elite um, yeah. the past month. Yep, yep, agreed. Would you want him in your final team? Well, he's going to cover round 13, which is the critical. We'll also cover 16 as well. Um, because there's going to be a few players missing then. And then you just see, you, you, I don't think his value is going to go down that much between the next six weeks. So you're going to have hopefully 600 to 550K to play with. And mm. I don't know if you've read the news about Kenny Edwards, but he's not coming back to the Eels. And that's that's a gap that they're going to need to fill in the forward pack. And, you know, that potentially means that Mao's just going to get continue to get big minutes. Yeah, no. Definitely worth a look, Manu Ma'u there. Mate, did you mention, you mentioned Brock Lamb earlier, I think, and a, f- a few people are getting on him, and I, look, I haven't looked into him too much, but I'm going to have a quick look now. He scored 65 points last week. Prior to that, he played 80 minutes, or 71 minutes or more, for three weeks, and the week before that, he played 64 minutes, and he scored 14, 16, 33, and 18. So, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah, not touching him, mate. Not touching him at all. I just, uh, I know a few people have been speaking about him as being a legitimate option, and that's, I guess, how dire we are within the halves at the moment. If we're looking at Watson and and Lamb and Reynolds being our best options, then there's something mm. seriously wrong. And that's why I'm just thinking that Walker is the one, um, based on kind of what he's he's done this year, and the Rabbitohs look really good, so. Um, just depends if you want to spend that much money. Yeah, and look, and people are going to say that Brock Lamb's earlier games were with Mitchell Pearce in the side, so he wasn't as dominant, um, etc. Now he's half back with Watson playing five eight. So look, maybe there's something there. Maybe that's worth ten points or something. I don't know, but break even of twelve, which he's he's obviously going to make a bit of money. But I would definitely prefer to spend a bit more to get one of those sub-keepers that you've mentioned, or maybe Watson who can get you some upside and get you be the bridge to one of those fully-fledged keepers. Yeah, I agree. Right. Graham, this this rookie from South, what's his job security like? I think it seems to be pretty good. Richard Kenner's going to be out for a little bit, and um, there's also, in Origin, you're going to be missing uh, a few players there too, so Gagai and Inglis who won't be there. So it looks like he should definitely play in round 13, break even negative 33, uh, scores of uh, 66 and 37 so far. So he's on the bubble, 
he has scored a try in each of his games. And the concerning part for me is uh, 37 points last week with a try. Um, he did have 20 base, but still, that that's that's pretty poor. Yeah, it's sort of what you expect from these rookies, isn't it? 20 to 25 minimum, and then you hope these outside back rookies, 20 to 25, and then you hope that they can jag some tackle busts or a try or something like that. Um, I think with Martin this week, Martin's obviously a priority over Graham, and then I think a lot of people are going to be doing something in their halves with a couple of guys there who have got to go. So that may be why Graham is not even, uh, when I printed this out this morning, wasn't even in the most top 10 traded in for the week. Well, it's also that, I mean, who are you going to be trading him to as well? So that just um, thinking through who's available in the centre wing, top of my head, obviously people are holding on to Kenner. Um, there's also Isako and then probably Hiku. They're the guys that you're probably going to be looking to downgrade. And, and I, you know, I think if you've held Hiku this long, you're not going to be moving him on like me. And then Isako, you're not going to be moving him on until the buy, I don't think, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, maybe Graham's worth a look, uh, but I'd have the yeah the Martin trades a priority ahead of him, and then personally I'd be doing some. I'm do, I have to do something in my halves, so I think a lot of people will be in the same boat. Uh, the traded out players this week, uh, they all pretty much make sense. Riley Jacks is obviously the most traded, but you're going to hold him because he, break even's around seventy, so. If he can score 40 or 45, he's probably only going to drop by, what, maybe 20, 25 grand? Yeah, and, you know, he was looking okay too last week and um, did get the HIA and didn't come back. He played very much limited minutes. And without Smith being there this round as well, you'd expect him to take up more of the playmaking duties, which could be um, or should be a positive. Um, but he's definitely a week-by-week -week proposition for me and, um, still could trade him out, but um, when you've got a, a reasonably good cow coming along next week in Brimson, it does make sense to, to wait. I mean, I do also hold Croker, um, but, I mean, Croker's not losing any money and he can basically just sit there until you can upgrade him effectively is probably what I'll be looking at doing. Yep, yep, fair enough. And then people are selling Slade Griffin, Sorensen, uh, Kickow, which we'll come back to, Nichols, who can't seem to get back into the side, Smithy, which we've spoken about, Bryce Cartwright, who's who's dead, Croker, SJ, who we've spoken about, and Kenner, who we've spoken about. So I suppose the other one on that list is Kickow. Uh, like we said, pushed back to the bench, 509k. Most people, probably like myself, have been starting him in their front row each week, and he's been going. He's been going pretty well, to be honest. I'm just bringing him up now just to check his break even, which is 58. He's been churning out between 50 and 60 most weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold for now. Uh, what about you? He's got a five round average of fifty nine. Um, so that to me isn't quite a keeper, and that's all in eighty minutes as well. So interesting to see why they're reverting him back to the bench, and, and thankfully it's the first game of the round, so we can wait to see uh, you know if he does come does start, which which was happening uh, towards the uh, the first few rounds. Um, but if he does. He's going to actually start from the bench, and he's probably could be a trade out for me. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, early on in the year, like you said, he was he was in and out coming from the bench and whatnot. Still managed to jag a few tries early on, which bumped his scores up with some create uh, stats as well. I mean, his base PPM is probably about 0.5, I'd say. So 
if he he plays fifty minutes this week, say his base his floor is basically twenty five points plus. You got to hope that maybe when he's fresh, fresher than the other players, he can bust a line or something like that. So, I'm if he start presuming he's starting on the bench, I'm not playing him in my seventeen this week, but I am going to hold. Yeah, and I guess the the other question there too, Nick, is what does your seventeen look like this week? So, um, if I don't trade, bloody good, mate, bloody good. <laughs> if I don't trade him, then it, you know potentially I'm going to be having to start either him or Murray in my 17, which is not fantastic. So that's why I'm trying to move one on for a, you know, a legitimate um, gun um, to just to strengthen up the 17 this week. Are you starting Reese Martin? No. Okay. So I'm basically, from my usual team, I'm missing Fenua, Smith, and Kikau. So in their place, I'm starting... Capewell, Martin, and Watson. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be a bit concerned with starting Capewell and Martin, Dean. Oh, Capewell's been solid, what, 50 points. Mid 40s? Most weeks. Yeah, 50 last week. It's not too bad. I, only problem is I started him over Latrell last week, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, all, it, all it takes is a try. Capewell's showing attacking flair and hasn't scored a try. For a while, I don't think so. All it takes is a try from one of these guys, and really, Smithy hasn't been doing much. Like you said with Kakao, he's mid fifties, and then Mahe's obviously been very good. But look, maybe those three guys score ten, average ten or to fifteen less than the three I would have usually had. So maybe it cost me thirty or forty points. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I think, as I did say, it is a very tough week of trading. Um, Particularly because there's just no standout half options to, to trade up to is the, the big issue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone's waiting for Widop, I think. Would you agree for round 14? Yeah, Widop and Johnson are the obvious ones that people are waiting for. Um, but, yeah, it's it's quite painful. The, the halves started so strong and, and now it's just a – yeah, there's only, what, two legitimate keeper halves I, I can see. Yeah, well, Milford's not doing much. JT's rubbish. Do you think, is Milford ever going to turn it around? If he's not going to turn it around now over this stretch of games, then no. Yeah, and he hasn't done it over the first two, has he? Has not. No. Oh, well, mate, if we should start to wrap up, I suppose. Big night Friday. We're going to head out to Suncorp with a few of the guys from our league and uh, have a few drinks and have a good time. So it should be a bit of fun. Mate, really, really looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, we've got a pretty competitive league in VK and a few of the boys are in it too and going to show them around Brisbane, give them a good time, get to the Caxton, get to the game, then get somewhere afterwards and just get home late. You'll be home about 10 p.m. <laughs> I'll try and make it till 12. You, okay? you and Wolf will be on the first bus home. No, it should be good. We'll have three uh, three champions there, Wilf, VK, and Sam all in the one place. Yeah, definitely. So if anyone wants to come and buy us a beer, we'll with the Caxton from about five and more than happy to, uh, to drink as many beers as people will buy me. Exactly. And look, if you don't know what Josh, what Wynn and I look like, just look out for one of those three guys. That'll make it easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks for another podcast. Good luck this week to you. Good luck to everyone. Uh, and I'll see you on Friday. Good stuff. See you later. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 